Welcome back to Pancreas Pals, a podcast by diabetics for diabetics. I'm Emily, a writer and editor. And I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. We're just two women trying to live our best diabetic lives. While it might not always be easy due to the literal highs and lows, it always helps to have a Pancreas Pal to turn to. Hello and welcome to Pancreas Pals. I'm Emily. And I'm Christy. We're just two gals in our 20s trying to live our best type 1 diabetic lives. Every week we tackle a new topic from the diabetic perspective. Although we offer tips, we are not medical professionals, but we also offer plenty of anecdotes and general thoughts about how to embrace the type 1 lifestyle on your own terms. It's not always easy to do through all of the literal highs and lows, but it does help to have a pancreas pal to turn to. Hey guys, welcome to Pancreas Pals. It's Emily here. Hey. And Christy. Hey, Christy, what's up? Um, just like scratching my hand for no reason. What's up with you? Oh, you know, just got back from work, and that's work with an E, of course, because it's 2017 and I hate myself. And I just tried to use that joke on Christy before we started recording, just for transparency, and clearly it fell again. Moving forward. Sorry, I should have reacted more the second time. I knew it was coming. I mean,. This is real. This is us. So Christy is new-ish to the workforce as far as she graduated, like, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, right? But she was working before then, so... Mazel to me. Well, this is the first time I'm working full-time, classic 9-to-5 type of stuff. Her first, you know, W-4, 1099, you know, all that tax stuff. First time. That's not why we're here. We're not going to... Okay, fine. Anyways, moving forward... So, you know, I'm super seasoned in my year of working, LOL, but I mean, a a year has given a little bit of perspective, you know, time does teach and I, Christy and I wanted to discuss working with diabetes and how that affects our everyday lives and, you know, like sitting in an office in my case, with no windows in my immediate room, how that can affect your levels, aka stress, and you know, you don't get a window. I really don't want to talk about it, but that's um, wild. I'm gonna send you a picture of my giant ass window tomorrow. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna soft sob, but also I'll pretend like I'm there, so it'll be great because Pinker's pals need to be reunited soon. But that's neither here nor there. So, Christy, tell us about your morning routine. Why don't you kick us off with your morning workout workout? Yeah, so I discovered I can really only work out in the morning. I just drop way too quickly in the afternoon and evening. Slash, when the workday is done, I have absolutely zero motivation to do anything but go home and debate what to have for dinner while I collapse on the couch when I get in. And, you know, that takes up its own type of energy, so I really can't fit in a working out that time. So I have taken to getting up around 5 a.m. to go... I say it with such disdain, too. You can absolutely hear how mad I am about it. I have to get up at 5 a.m. I had a visceral reaction in case the uh, the listeners couldn't hear that initial one. Or <laughs> see her eyebrows raise. It's really not that bad. And given that there are some other people at the gym at that time, I'm definitely not the only person who's on that like a.m. gym grind. Yeah, you and the Marines. But... <laughs> no, actually, it's me and, like... A lot of middle-aged people think we're all just trying to do our very best. Yeah, anyway, that heart health. It's important. Get on that, yeah, get on that heart health bend as well. Anyway, so <laughs> I am lucky that I have a gym right by me so I can walk there in the morning, do a quick workout, shower, and get to work on time, which for me is actually 8.30. 
So as difficult as it is to drag myself out of bed, once I'm up, I'm typically fine. And I have to be honest, my first like few days of work when I wasn't working out at all because I hadn't discovered that I had to go in the morning, I was high all day just because I was doing so much sitting. And like I'm used to getting up and like moving around a little bit. So days in a row when I'm not working out, like I tend to see higher numbers, which nobody wants to do. So it's not like you have to get up super early every single day, but like every other day, even like two, three mornings a week, Monday to Friday, like makes all the difference. So I say it is worth it and would recommend to a friend, a diabetic friend. A pal? Would you say pancreas pal? <laughs> I dare say I would, yes. Anyways, I would have to concur and follow up with that by saying, I'm sure I've said this in an episode before, um, but I work out, well, I used to be so much better prior to the last two weeks, but I try and work out five days a week in the morning because like Christy, and I'm sure a lot of fellow pancreas pals have experienced the same thing, I drop really quickly and I'm super insulin sensitive in the afternoons and a lot of times that you know like that little snack I need to get me home in the afternoon I have to I have to snack to walk a mile it's a little over a mile from my office to my apartment after work and I'm trying to stay active you know after sitting all day like Christy just said I really need to get up and just walk home so I have to turn off my insulin and I have to eat 10 to 15 grams of uncovered carbs just to get my uh, my skinny butt when I say skinny butt, I meant flat butt. It's not skinny. My flat butt home. But I work out in the mornings as well. I go to the gym. I do like 20 to 30 minutes on the elliptical, try and get some weights in, you know, do as much as I can before my blood sugar starts to plummet because I'm not a fan of eating while working out, even though I know plenty of people that pop those tabs. I, I have yet to get on that bandwagon. But I am lucky enough that I don't have to be at work until 9.30, which is a full hour after Christy. So I'm hitting the gym around 6.30. I'm waking up for the gym and then hitting the gym around 7.30. 30 minutes there, 30 minutes getting ready, out the door, and then sitting at my desk all day, which is the case when it's not like market season for fashion because I'm running all over town for that, looking at cool shoes and denim for my day job. So in that case, I have to snack while I'm walking half the time because I went to the gym in the morning and then I want to walk home in the afternoon and my blood sugars are just like either super high from overdoing it in the morning or super low from walking everywhere and being overactive, which, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say overactive because can you really be overactive? when you're sitting at a desk for half the day. <laughs> but anyways, it's really important to establish a routine, as many diabetics know, but I'm like rambling so hard. I'm so sorry. One more tidbit. This morning, I set my alarm to go to the gym, and because I am just not all the way here, I guess, I woke up, I had my yogurt, and I usually go back to sleep for 20 minutes because I'm lazy and... I've already read the news and like, what's the point? And I, I went back to sleep and I woke up at eight o'clock instead of at seven thirty. So my blood sugar was really high cause it was ready to go to the gym. And I uncovered half of that yogurt, but, uh, I was too late. I had to leave my apartment within 40 minutes. So I couldn't go to the gym. So I had to like quickly bolus for the other half of the yogurt. And I ended up coming down. I was just, you know, floating kind of high for the rest of the morning, but it definitely was a double whammy of like, 
not getting a workout in and seeing a high because of it. I was not pleased, but I was super well rested. So that was great. You can't, can't win them all. No, you really, you can't, especially with diabetes. But, you know, you learn a lot about yourself. Like, Dude, what's going on? I've heard sirens behind you for the past, like, minute and a half, and I haven't ugh. said anything because I didn't want to... No Sorry, pun intended fam. alarm you, but yeah. Sorry, I um, live in the humble island of Manhattan where there is God only knows what's going on out there. I hope everything's fine, but I've been hearing that and ignoring it as well. Unfortunately, I can't do we can much. Go, we can go back to ignoring it. I'm sorry. Thanks for inquiring as to my yeah, well-being, though. Yeah, just checking, making sure your building wasn't on fire. Anyway, kind of building off of getting up early to work out... Um, the number one thing that I'm like a specialist in is coming up with excuses to leave your desk. Yes. Because you're going you're gonna to want to do that, kids. You're going to want to get up, <laughs> stretch, get water. Sometimes, and by sometimes, I mean Monday through Thursday because I work from home on Fridays, which is lovely. Lucky. I, know, I, I love telling people because everyone is always like, oh, my God. And I just really like that reaction. <laughs> they sound like, like a reaction. They sound like, like a really masculine surfer. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, um, I tend to fill up my glass maybe like a third of the way with water so that I constantly have to get back up to oh my refill god, that would it. Drive me insane. No one's gonna question you if you're just like getting up to get water. So True. do that. Take laps around the office. Mine is very conveniently structured, so in the middle of um my floor is the kitchen, and then going around is just kind of like a track, and all of the offices like shoot off of that. So I take the long route to the bathroom or to the kitchen, whatever I need to do, just to move even a little bit. Because if I sit for that long, it's not just that like when I'm sitting, obviously your blood sugar isn't going to go down on its own as easily because you're completely you're completely immobile. But for me, it stresses me out to sit still for that long. I get very antsy. So I think that's more what tends to raise my blood sugar if I am just sitting at the desk getting tense, especially if I'm working on something that just requires a lot of attention. Like, I'm just getting stressed, and that's what's actually bringing up my blood sugar. So make sure you take breaks throughout the day. Like, it can just be for a couple of minutes. It doesn't have to be, like, this really in-depth work out in the middle of the work day but you know what I'm saying take a break what I do is and oftentimes my boss will come with me because she's great shout out to Angela uh, <laughs> we'll go get coffee in the middle of the day just even though Duncan's across the street because you know we in the north and that's where they are at every corner it's nice to just you know see the sun because I'm not near a window and just appreciate not sitting at a desk. Also, I'm envious of your office layout, Christy, because uh, mine is basically the size of my Manhattan apartment. So there's like three rooms, maybe. By the way, my apartment's like two rooms, so not even. But I can't really walk around. And if I do, I just walk like from one side of the wall to the other. <laughs> so it's like pretty, pretty sad, but hey, whatever gets that down. My friend Jen, my, my coworker Jen, and I will get up and do stretches. Um, we'll just do like stretches in the middle of the day, just stand up and do a quick yoga situation on our <laughs> interesting floors. You know, people look at us, but hey, there's like maybe seven people in my office. What are they going to do? You know? 
It's not like anyone from the outside world can see you because you don't have a window. Exactly. So hate is going to hate, but I will be stretched out. So it's nice. Yeah. Anyways, on to the next thing is teaching. Well, not necessarily teaching, but disclosing to coworkers that you have diabetes. And this is very important on obvious levels because you will be around these people for anywhere, you know, for many hours a day multiple weeks, years even, and it's nice to let people know what's going on, whether you have a pump or you do shots. It's just a good thing to tell people in case of emergency because I don't know about you, but I had a close call about two months ago and I just could not get above 60 for a while. It was bad. And I was sitting in the office and I thought I was going to pass out. And I had this moment where I realized I didn't tell anyone in the office how to use my, my glucagon, my emergency sugar, um, injection. And I was like, well, shit, (laughs) I better get on this. So I taught them and, you know, of course they're going to look at you a little terrified and, you know, be like, wait, I have to stick you with the needle. And I'm like, no, no, you don't, but I will die. <laughs> like, just, you, just... <laughs> you don't have to if you don't care about the rest of my life. Exactly. Um, no, it's like, at the end of the day, it's a courteous thing to do because yeah. it means that they'll never be stuck with a really serious medical situation on their hand. And if they are, it's at least one that they are prepared for. I remember I told my coworkers the very first day that I uh, had my internship there back, back in the days when I was an internship this past January... We all went out to lunch, and I was like, you know what, this is as natural a time as any, because I'm about to eat. So I just kind of, like, pulled up my sleeve and showed them my medical ID, because I feel like sometimes people need a stronger visual yeah, when I tell them. Yeah, that's a good them. idea. So I, like, flipped over uh, the little plate on my medical ID, and I was just like, everyone look, just so you know, I'm a type 1 diabetic, so if you mm-hmm. hear a little beep in the office, it's my glucose meter, you'll hear it in a minute before the food comes. Um, so that's pretty much what I told them and then whoever didn't come to lunch with us because different people work from home on different days and all of that jazz. I told everyone in the office who would need to know because I'm not going to tell people that I don't actually work with. I just told, you know, my company. So I think it is a good idea to tell people just so you're never self-conscious about keeping that sort of thing quiet. Like I think on more than one occasion I've had a low in the office. I only had a really bad low one day which was probably one of the more ridiculous lows of my life because it was a day like Emily said she had where I just could not get my blood sugar above like it was a struggle to get it above 50 for a while like it oh was my gosh. and it was only me and one other person in the office no. and she had high key had a personal family thing so she had to leave work early so she's like having an emotional day like trying to pack up her stuff and I'm like yes I'm so sorry <laughs> I'm just like falling off oh my, my chair it was wait you shouldn't have been alone it though. was so rough well I made sure it was back within like a reasonable range like I think I finally got it above 80 before she left oh, okay so okay, I was like good. breathing again at that point um but again she knew so that's why it's important to tell people so that in a tough moment you don't have to drop a bomb that a i'm having a low blood sugar oh p.s i'm diabetic like she already knew so if i told her yeah she would have known like okay wait yeah. a minute and 
A low blood sugar for a non-diabetic means something different than it does for someone who has type 1 because, you know, I have a lot of friends that just throw that around. And it's true. They could, they are having low blood sugars. Like hypoglycemia is a thing regardless of any, you know, other pancreatically challenged diseases. But with type 1, it usually means an insulin overdose, you know, like however or, you know, absorption difference or something like that. It has different connotations and we can't naturally bring it back up on its own without, you know, some kind of food or juice or, you know, whatever that may be, whatever your poison is. So it's good to do that. Apple juice. I'll say that again. Apple juice. I know other people can go for other kinds of juices, but especially if I have to down more than one, I tried when I was younger to do, and by younger, I mean like, 19 to do some of the <laughs> do some of the sexier juice boxes i had me Ooh. like a fruit punch in the day like that sort of thing stop i'm blushing like i can't it it's too it's too heavy <laughs> it's too much <laughs> i'm a simple oh person i just want my apple juice and yeah that is that also it's convenient because you don't have to feel guilty if you are having low blood sugar or something at the office and you're like oh i i need a minute they kind of know what that means yeah true you don't have to explain because i'm diabetic every single time if you've already told the people that you work with that this is a thing you have to have that conversation once and then when you do need a minute they'll understand why so i'm a huge fan of just being open about it and if you're working for anyone that has a problem with that then you should get out of there yeah, toxic work environment. Toxic so work show. relationship. Luckily, I don't have any of those, to be so clear. Everyone I work with is lovely. Yeah, same. Love love my, my office friends. But, I mean, the conversation can be awkward. It's the same as telling anyone in your life that you're diabetic. But, you you know, like, I, I'm sure other people feel this way, but I just never want to feel like a burden to anyone. And... I think, you know, we're, we're going to have Miriam on the next episode. So she'll, I'm sure, yell at me for even thinking that in her caring way because Story I should not be thinking that way. Is, but I don't want to be a burden. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> oh. anyways, stay tuned for the next episode, all of our burdens. But, you know, there is, there is that feeling because sometimes you really need a minute and I need, other people I need are five trying. to ten. Oh, at least. For like Other, for a non-serious low blood sugar, I need five to ten minutes. For serious, I need 30 to 45, like at yes. least. Sometimes the whole day. Anyways, um, depending on how constant. But it's it, it feels like a burden when you need to slow down and other people need to speed up because, you know, some people are going 60 miles an hour and you, you were, and that's what kind of got you to your 40 low, you know? It's just you got to... You got to be able to take a minute. So as frustrating as that may be, you know, journalist, PR person, engineer, whatever it is, meetings, sometimes you beep. Sometimes, you know, I, I beep all the time. I beep today from my Omnipod telling me that I need to change it tonight. I beep from my glucose monitor telling me I, you know, hit like 220 today. Actually, I hit 300 today, which is a whole different story. It also sounds uh, like you're using beep as a filler for like a curse word. Oh my so gosh. I've secretly been chuckling to myself the whole time. <laughs> I'm actually... I beep at work. <laughs> I beep in meetings. I beep on the phone. I beep all the time. Oh my god! 
gosh, that's horrible. Now, I'm not going to be able to say Listen, beep. The, what can I say? You're the immature my alarm one goes off. My Oh, please. Ma- you're right. <laughs> I beep at work. Sorry. I'm going to cut that joke now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyways, moving forward, Christy. I'm so sorry. Um, it's okay. Love you just the way you are. Hashtag Bruno Mars. But I just think that it's important to be vocal about it and sometimes people need a refresher i know i you know my sister has been has saved my life multiple times she's she's brought me juice she's woken me up she's you know i live with her and she's the best but sometimes when we're late for something and you know first of all anyone who knows me knows that i'm i'm the aggressive one in this twinship that we have i'm like my patience level is negative 10 and it's horrible and i'm working on it sorry fam but you know Sometimes I got to slow down. I can't run the next five blocks to make it for our dinner reservation. Like you run ahead. I'll, I'll catch up. I need to sit down for a minute because I'm like 40, you know, but not that she's ever done that. Cause she would force food down my mouth and yell at me, but <laughs> you know, our support system, sometimes they need a refresher too. And sometimes we just need a break from a disease that doesn't give us one. Yeah, sometimes we need like a beep and break. So they need to calm the beep down and that's it. For those who can't see, I'm currently shaking my head at Christy. Sorry, right the now. joke is still funny to me. It was great. It is. It's still funny. It'll it's stop a great being joke. Funny to me, like tomorrow. No, nah, probably not. It's a great joke. <sighs> anyway, yes, I fully agree. During a busy day, it is very tempting to try to keep up with things. Sometimes beyond what you're capable of. Most days, I'm fine, and I can yeah. respond, take the calls, do everything on work schedule and not my own. But case in point is on the days when you do need to take a beep and break. Beep you, that. You gotta speak that beep up. Make sure your beep is on. Make sure make sure all the beeps are beeping. And <laughs> that is that. I think our I think our final point, I'm so sorry, I'm twelve years old. I think our final point we just wanted to talk about was the commute home. And this is especially important if you have taken our first couple of suggestions and you're getting up early to work out and you're doing your best to like move around during the day so that you don't go too high just sitting at a desk job the commute home especially for people like emily and i who tend to drop super easily in the afternoon and for me even more easily in the evening i'm only commuting home at like between the hours of five and six so that is when i am at my most prone to dropping luckily I've been on my schedule long enough that I kind of know how to tailor whatever I'm having for lunch so that it keeps me high enough to not need a juice box on the in-between. But I've told the story before. I have needed a juice box on the train on the way home before. It's been a while, and I know how to like keep it at a good level for the commute home now. But you have those days where... You do everything exactly the same. You do everything exactly, quote, right. And you still might see a low when you don't expect to. And you're trying to, like, catch a train, catch a bus, keep up with the crowd. So, I don't know. My number one suggestion is test before you leave the office or whatever work environment you're in so you know where you're at. Because nothing stresses me out more than when I am trying to commute home and, like, jump onto a crowded busy train where I know it would be so physically uncomfortable as well as emotionally uncomfortable to try to get into my bag to test my blood sugar and get to a yeah. juice box test before it is you so leave hard. test before you leave it's hard to test on the move I've had to do it um 
I've, I've dropped pretty low during a commute. My Dexcom didn't catch it, and I started feeling the woozy, the, the blood rush situation, and I had to literally, like, pull over as in a pedestrian pulling to the corner of the subway without my you know, meter and everything in my purse, you know, do it solo without a ledge. And it, I feel like Wonder Woman because I made it work, but I also felt like horrible because you don't want to have to do that. And people are looking at you and, you know, you feel like shit and you're worried and you're alone and you don't know anyone around you. And it's like, yo, I got to get this under, under management, but because I don't like the word control. We discussed this. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho. Every episode that should come up. Um, The illusion of control versus actual control. What is life? Anyway. (laughs) I think that's especially just relevant when it comes to commuting home. So, yes. My number one piece of advice there. I know it's super obvious, but sometimes people are in such a rush. And by people, I mean me, are in such a rush to get home, to get to that couch, to get to that glass of wine. I'm being realistic. Let's be real. But you have to check before you leave the office because it is so much easier to take an extra minute before you leave than to have to deal with it on the way home. Trust me, as someone who has dealt with this struggle before, um, and I haven't dealt with it in a really long time because I'm so diligent about checking about... Knock on wood. Yes, knock on all of... <laughs> knock on all I knocked on wood for you. Don't worry. I got you. I got you. Sorry, I was making another dirty joke to myself that should not have been. Oh my god! I'm gosh, sorry, Christy. This is why we're explicit. I mean, actually, we're explicit I'm sorry. because of, I can't Kids. stop cursing, but also because Christy is dirty. Anyways, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing my best. I've been alone all day. I had to work for. Oh my god! You're making this worse. Anyways, <laughs> thank you for listening. Catch us next week. Um, side note: We had to reschedule our our good glucose interview because Elliot Gatt is biking across the U.S. with Beyond Type 1 to raise money and awareness for type 1 diabetes. I thought you were going to say with Beyonce. I mean, both are equally amazing things. If we could combine them, I think we might be able to cure diabetes. You know, shout out to Beyonce. You are queen. Maybe you should get in on JDRF. Just saying. <laughs> Moving forward, tangent aside, um, we, look forward to that and we're gonna sometime get, in the future. And we're going to get back to Sunday recordings. Emily was very patient with me, as were all of you, when I had to graduate and stuff. And the past couple of weekends, it just was not feasible for me to record on Sundays. And then we thought we were going to have a recording today, so we were like, oh, we'll be off by one day. And we want to keep that mojo going, so this should be So really, we're just going in reverse, because we were Tuesday last week, we're Monday this week, and then we'll be back on Sunday next week. Can we tell them who's going to be on the show? Yeah, so I don't know if she's your favorite, but she's our favorite, and she should be your favorite. Miriam Brand is going to be back to discuss all things mental health associated with diabetes. We're keeping it to dating this next time. I don't know if Miriam is aware of that yet, but hey, hey fam, maybe now she has to talk about it. And the I don't know if I'm ready to talk about it. Yeah, I don't know how personal we're going to get. We're definitely going to read some of the stuff people sent in. Um you know, like situations that they. Oh no! I'll talk about other people's experiences. Just oh fine. yeah, yeah. I think I think our we're still clearly too immature to discuss our relationships on air, um, but that's neither here nor there. 
So look forward to catching Miriam next week. My annoying voice will be on there as well, and Christy's beautiful voice will be there. I promise I'll keep it to cleaner content. Don't make promises you can't keep, Christy. It's 2017. I promise I'll try to keep it to cleaner content. We're tired of empty promises. I said try. But we love you. All right. True. I, I approve. I appreciate you. And thank you for listening and follow us on Instagram at pancreas underscore pals on Facebook as pancreas pals and just look out for fun, exciting things to come. And that's about it from us. All right. Have a great beeping night. Beep that. (laughs) Also, before we leave, a quick shout out to Jenny from Jacksonville. I was very excited over the weekend when you commented on our Instagram that you tuned in and you were also from Jacksonville, just like Emily. It was super exciting. So that was me who responded and said, we'd give you a shout out. So here's your shout out. Shout out, Jenny. You rock. Basically, Christy clearly follows through on her promises. So she amazing. Jenny, you are amazing. Jacksonville is growing on me. The longer I have been away from it, the more excited I am to come back. Actually, I'm making a trip back sometime in the next month. So, you know, another pancreas pal will be nearby. So there's one in every state. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening, Jenny. And all other followers, listeners, please feel free to reach out as well. Maybe you can get a shout out. What, what? Okay, good night for real, guys. Bye.